listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome back to another Wednesday. I hope you guys had an amazing Easter weekend. I hope you got to spend some time with people that you love, maybe eat some good food, and ultimately celebrate what Easter is all about. Um, I had a great Easter weekend, and I think we're just going to jump right into my life update section of the podcast. I guess you can call it my going places moment of the week is that my family came to visit for Easter, which was so much fun to have them here. It was also my first time hosting, like hosting a holiday. And I don't know what holidays are like for y'all's families, but in my house, like we love holidays. Holidays are personally like some of my favorite things. And so Easter is a really fun one for me. I just, I've always like really enjoyed it. Anytime to celebrate and to like all cook together and like make fun desserts and get to like hang out. Like I just, I just enjoy holidays in general. And so this was my first time getting to host and it was not just like hosting random people. I was hosting my parents, my brother. And, and so it was really, really fun. They all came to visit us in Dallas for the weekend, which was just really nice to get to have them like come into our world a little bit. And we literally had Easter in our tiny one-bedroom apartment, and it was really, really sweet. Um, I put the I put the pressure on myself. I went a little extra on the Easter celebrations. Um, I was I was really into it. We'll just put it that way. And so I was really excited to get to have them here. I've been going shopping. I made them Easter baskets. I got like bunny ear napkin rings. I made a massive charcuterie board because it was also our first time hosting ever like as a married couple. So we have all these like really nice wedding gifts and one of them being like we have like really nice cheese boards and I've just never gotten to use one of them yet. And so made a massive charcuterie board. We had so many like snacks and appetizers and like all sorts of stuff. So it was just really, really fun. Um, A couple of things throughout the weekend that I feel like highlighting is one of the things we did was we played pickleball which if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you would know I would not consider myself to be the most athletic gal of the bunch. And so pickleball, it was nice because it was like really, really chill. Like most of the time Hunter's really, really competitive. And so whenever him or his friends are wanting to play pickleball, it's like really intense. Like it's like they're like smacking the crap out of a ball. And I'm like, I just want nothing to do with this because like you guys, this is what's fun for y'all. I will not be having fun because I'll be upset that I'm not doing well. So it was just like a casual, casual vibe. It was good for me to like get some reps in to get used to it. I get, I got technically. Here's, here's what's hard about doing like gifts when you're married is I had planned on getting us pickleball paddles for Hunter's Easter basket because I love, you know, presents. And then Hunter, like a cup, like a week or so before Easter was like, oh, let's go buy some pickleball paddles because your parents are coming and we're going to play pickleball with them. And I'm like, okay, well, shoot. And he's like, I just ordered some on Amazon. I'm like, I was literally getting you pickleball paddles for Easter. And so it's really hard to do gifts in that sense because technically it's both of our money who bought it. So I put it in his Easter basket and I'm considering it as a gift from the Easter bunny of myself. You know what I mean? But that's just like a funny little tidbit of, of the weekend. So we played pickleball. And another fun thing that we did is we went to a baseball game, which my family is a big baseball family. So that wasn't like a foreign concept for us to go to a baseball game. But I haven't been to one in a long time, definitely like since before the pandemic. And so 
it was fun to like be in a baseball park. I like going to baseball not necessarily for like the game, but more like the ambiance. Like it is big crowds of people. Only time you'll ever see me eat a hot dog and and the most important thing is I I just like buying stupid things at baseball games. And this game I fixated on a foam finger. Now, I know what you're thinking. Taylor, what are you going to do with a foam finger? Well, I just really, really wanted one. Um, it's just sort of like when you're there for the vibes. Like, it's the same thing like you're at a game, like, I need a jersey or I need a baseball hat, right? I just wanted a foam finger. I thought it was funny. And so my dad ended up getting me a foam finger. And I was, like, living for it. I was, like, using it the whole game. I was having the time of my life. I was just having fun with it. And then Hunter ended up ripping my foam finger in the parking lot on the way out after I just like went on and on and on and on about how happy I was to have this foam finger he ripped it um I made a really funny close friend story on my personal Instagram about it because I was I was literally devastated he tried to gorilla glue the finger back on it was a tragedy we had to throw out the foam finger but that foam finger will forever forever live in my heart you know it, it's a it's a fond memory so yeah, that was my foam finger saga. Really, really sad. A devastating way to end the weekend. And then coming off this weekend, I was just absolutely exhausted, which is going to tie into a bit of what this episode's about. But I was just tuckered out. And so yesterday, I went, you know, we worked and then we literally just like went and picked up a pizza and like watched TV. Like we were like, nope, like we were drained. And so that was our weekend. It was a really sweet weekend. It was so much fun getting to like celebrate with family and getting to have our first holiday married. It was it was really, really sweet. Okay, let's hop in to what y'all clicked on, what this episode is all about, and let's talk about being in a rut. And so before you can pull yourself out of a rut, I need to make the confession that I have been in a rut lately. You know, these episodes, like, I don't just come up with ideas off the top of my head and be like, oh, this would be relatable for people. No, it's like stuff that I'm like struggling with and dealing with in real time. I think that's like the a really fun appeal of this podcast is like, sometimes I used to get really frustrated if I didn't feel like I had any answers to topics I was talking about. But then I realized like that's not relatable at all. Like it's us figuring it out. We're figuring it out together. So if you have great tips about pulling yourself out of a rut, please send them my way. Because I have been in a bit of a rut lately since moving to Dallas and like kind of starting over. It's been really hard to find a routine. Nothing really has to happen anymore. Like I just came off of like a career student where I always had class or I always had school. That just gave like a base level amount of structure. And then there's homework and assignments and then like social commitments and clubs and like things you're a part of that start adding to your schedule. The thing is, is that as of the last few months, aside from me starting work, I'm on like my third week of work or fourth week of work, I don't remember. Aside from that, like there really isn't a schedule. And even with work, there's not too much of a schedule during the day. Like you're just kind of getting your stuff done. You'll have meetings on the calendar. There's certain things you're doing at certain times of the day. But in general, from like a wake up to go to sleep, there's not a set routine at all. And so it's been really, really difficult to kind of make that for myself again, because it's like I have to take everything that I thought I knew about having a daily routine and change it because now I'm not a student anymore. So a lot of it doesn't apply. And so I've been spending a lot of time 
in our teeny tiny little apartment because, you know, I live here, I sleep here, I work from here, I hang out here with my husband, we eat and make dinner here, like, I'm here a big chunk of my day, like, almost my entire day, and so it's just kind of hard to, like, think about, like, what's going on outside of this apartment and, like, what's going on in, like, outside life, and so that's kind of isolating, not necessarily in a bad way. This is me being like, oh my gosh, my life's awful, but that's contributing to the rut because like I'm just like in such a small bubble. I've also had no clear workout routine. It's been much harder now that I'm not a student. Like I used to be able to like go and work out at like 10 a.m. or like 9 a.m. or even 8 a.m. before class. Well, now I have to like be logged on and start working at 8 a.m. And I am not an early riser, not in the slightest. And so getting up, like thinking about getting up at like 6 or 6.30 and going to the gym, I definitely can do it. And I've done it before, but the idea of doing it just sounds absolutely awful. And then after work, I just want to like hang out with Hunter because I haven't seen him all day. And like we have some other stuff that I have to do. Like that's when I get to work on the podcast and that's when I, like anything personal, like calling people, FaceTiming people, literally just talking to my husband, right? So I don't want to work out then. And for me, I prefer working out in the morning because I'm like, okay, that's like a great start to your day. And I hate working out midday. Oh my gosh, I'm literally just complaining. Because like if you like get ready and like put on like makeup or hair or something, then you have to like take it all off. It all just sounds bad. So like the perfect time for me to work out would probably be like 8 a.m. But that's when I work. And so I've had no workout routine, so I've barely worked out this whole time that we've been here. And I'm tired all of the time. And I feel like I'm getting more, maybe not more sleep, I don't know, like I'm getting a decent amount of sleep, but because I'm now so tired during the day, I'm drinking coffee in the morning and a Celsius in the afternoon, so I'm drinking way more caffeine than I used to ever drink, and it still doesn't even feel like it's working. I literally just did like jumping jacks before I started recording this, so I would like get some energy, like midday energy um, to record this podcast. And so all of those things combined, and there's probably like 10 more details that could contribute to it. I've been in a rut and you guys might find yourself in a rut or you might have a friend that's had a rut or like, you know, this is just like good information to have or like to think about or to talk through, especially when you're not in a rut so that you can take some steps to not have to pull yourself out of a rut, but just like maintain a really healthy balanced place that you're at. So we can all learn something from this episode And we can all take something away. So let's talk about what we can do about it. And some of these things I have been doing, some of these things I want to start doing, some of these things I'm wondering if they're going to work. So first up would be trying to implement strong aspects of a routine. I'm not talking about having a schedule. I used to love to schedule my days. I would calendar block from the morning until the night in my Google Calendar, every minute planned. I'm not saying that you should make a schedule because once again, You cannot go from zero to 100. Like, it's just simply not sustainable. And I think that's where we have a really hard time, like, keeping up with, like, these big lifestyle changes is because we we want them to be too drastic. Like, we want to go from, like, I've never worked out in my life to I'm hitting the gym every single day. And it's like, well, that's obviously not going to be sustainable. And you're setting yourself up to fail. And so my idea of strong aspects of a morning routine are like start picking one or two things that you are going to concretely do every single day, whether that's I'm going to read every night before I go to bed, or I'm going to drink coffee every single morning when I wake up, or I'm going to do my skincare routine right when I get out of the shower. 
You see what I mean? There are little things that you can start building into your day. This is like the starter pack of, of pulling yourself out of a rut and implementing these routines because then you know, okay, I might be in a rut and this might be like a bleh gray day, but when I get up, I'm going to make myself a really yummy cup of coffee. Or when I'm going to bed, I don't know what's going to happen during my day. Craziness might strike. I might get sick. Something awful might happen at school or work. I might be exhausted. I might have friend drama. Before I go to bed, I'm going to read. You see, it kind of just it sounds so simple and it's so easy, but it adds so much to your day because there's something you can depend on. Same thing with making your bed. I've gone on so many spiels about what it does to your brain when you make your bed in the morning. So you should already have that in your routine if you've been listening to She's Going Places. But it's just adding these little things that's going to help you have something to look forward to and to just give yourself some consistency. My next tip would be to get ready even when you don't have to. This is the one I'm learning with y'all. This is the one I don't do. But I have done it a few times and I feel so much better about myself when I have makeup and decent clothes on. The past couple of days of work, we I haven't really had any like on-camera meetings and so I've been literally rolling out of bed in my pajamas, working all day in my pajamas and then being like, shoot, like Hunter's about to be home and I'm still in my pajamas and either just committing, staying in the pajamas and then sleeping in them or like, okay, now I'm going to shower and then change into a new pair of pajamas. That is just, it's not a bad thing. And you're like not hurting anyone. It's not bad for you. Like I'm working from home. Like it's nice to be comfortable. But when you're always staying in the same like outfit or your same set of clothes, like this is like a psychological thing that like you don't think affects your mood. But then for me, like I'm then, if I'm still in my comfy, cozy pajamas, I'm always in sleepy mode, right? Like if I'm not putting a bra on, like I don't ever have to feel like structured or like ready to walk out the door. And then by 4 p.m., I'm like, I feel like I've just been in a cave all day. I haven't even splashed water on my face. My hair isn't brushed. I have no makeup on. Like, you're just like, ugh, I have just lost this day. And so if you can get ready even when you don't have to, like, I swear you're going to notice a huge difference in your productivity. Because even if I just put on a little bit of makeup on, I want to turn my camera on when I'm working or I want to film more TikToks for y'all or I want, like there's more things that I want to do and then it's super easy. Like Hunter gets home and I don't feel like a trash can. Like do you guys ever have those moments? Like working from home has done that to me where there's like certain days where I'm just like, what, what just happened to me? So this morning I got up, I was in my pajamas. I had to do stuff like really early in the morning for work. So I get that done. I'm on a call for about two hours. And then I got up, changed into change into some, like, if they're not nicer clothes, but, like, workout, like, athleisure clothes, sports bra, you know, going big. And I threw on my hokas, and I went on, like, a 15-minute walk just to, like, okay, I'm getting out of the house. I'm going to go do something, which leads us into this next one of get moving. I used to always think that there are two options. I either work out every single day or not at all. Like, if I was like, I'm going to start working out, like I have these fitness goals, I want to do X, Y, Z. Well, then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to work out every single day. I'm like, well, I could go twice a day and I get so intense about it and I can maybe stick to it for about a week or two and then I stop and then don't go ever again. And I was watching a YouTube video from JC Marie. If you don't know who JC Marie is, you're seriously missing out on life. She's one of the co-hosts for What We Said. She's an influencer. 
literally she probably she has a chokehold on my TikTok for you page, but I adore this woman, okay? Um, and she said it perfectly talking about like her her fitness routine. And she's like, I just have to start being really realistic with myself because if I set a goal that I want to work out or like do, she was talking about weightlifting. If I want to weightlift seven times a day, like I'm going to fail. But if I set the goal that I want to do it three times a day and I'm like, no matter what, I'm going to stick to this. Like then there's a grace period. If then if you get up on Tuesday and it's just not your day, it's like, it's okay, but I am prepared. Like I'm going on Wednesday. And so there's a level of like grace with yourself because it's just realistic. Like life's going to happen. And so when we put really strict chokeholds on our schedule or chokeholds on our routine or things we need to be doing or checking off our to-do list, we're literally just setting ourselves up to fail. And for someone who has a personality like mine, once I'm then off a day, it ruins it for me. And that's a toxic part of my personality. But that's just who I am and how I think. And so instead of changing who I am, I need to change how I'm setting goals, how I'm creating routines, how I'm building out my schedule to make it better for me. And so she was saying, that's like, okay, I'm going to hot girl walk every single day. It's an easy thing to do. I'm walking my dog. It's good for my mental health. I'm going to do that every single morning. It could be a five minute walk. It could be an hour long walk, but I'm going to hot girl walk every day. And then I'll work out three times a week. That is super sustainable because there's, there's a little bit of like fluidity in a routine. And then when you get to the end of the week, you're like, wow, I, I really accomplished something. And so I think it's really good to create healthy habits through the slow burn. Because then if you're able to keep up with that for a month and you're like, I can, I want to add one more day of working out. You totally can because you know that's such a little lift as opposed to starting from nothing to being like, I'm going to work out five times a week. Like that's a much larger lift. So start small and do a little bit each day. I saw also, I'm just like rattling off like influencers and content that I've been watching. I think I was watching a YouTube video from Haley Pham. I don't know if y'all know who she is. Um, And she was talking about working out. And she was like, for me consistently, like, as opposed to, like, going into the gym one day and working out for, like, two hours and, like, doing arms and doing legs and doing cardio and doing all this stuff and then waking up the next day and being super sore and, like, not be able to go for four days. She's like, how about I just do, like, a low-impact 20-minute workout and I just get on the Stairmaster for 20 minutes a day? Like, I can then do that six days a week and it's super sustainable and that's way better for me having that a consistent part of my routine than just, like, crushing myself and only being able to go once a week. And so there's different ways to look at it, but it all comes down to the same principle of you need to make really sustainable goals. And I had already talked about the hot girl walk with JC Marie, but we're going to talk about it a little bit more. I know this term gets thrown around so much and like, I'm definitely not the first person to say it to y'all. Like I know that you guys have definitely heard it, but the reason why it's so popular is because it's so simple and it has such a fun name. Like it, that's adorable. Hot girl walk, but it's just so good for you. And what I've noticed is like getting out of your house really good for me right now. And just getting outside, getting some sun on your face, being out. Right now, the weather in Texas is amazing. Like, all I want, I've literally had the windows and doors open all day just to, like, let the breeze into the house. Um, But just going, listening to your favorite podcast. It could be She's Going. You guys might be on, if you're on a hot girl walk right now listening to She's Going Places, please let me know. Put it in the review or send me a DM or something because 
Quite literally, nothing would make me happier than she's going places being a part of your hot girl walk schedule. That, that truly would make my life. Anyways, going on these walks and you either can put on like a big pair of headphones or just your AirPods, whatever it is, and you can either, technically the right, like the correct hot girl walk is you go and you can like put on a podcast or like music and you're only supposed to like be thinking about ways that like you can make yourself better or like there's like dirt, certain things that you're supposed to think about. I don't, I don't do that. But I, I'm just more so here for like the get out of the house, go on a walk. I'll either put on a podcast or I'll call a friend. I love calling friends on walks. Like it's just like such a kill two birds with one stone. And you're just like, I just like talking. If you can. Obviously I have a podcast. I love to talk. But just getting outside and like getting to like catch up with friends I think is like a really great, it's what works for me. It might really work for you to like go out there and like be thinking of like your best self. I just, I simply don't do that because... I just don't have, not that I don't have time, but it's just like I'm choosing to do other things on my hot girl walks. Every hot girl walk is different, and we're not allowed to judge each other's hot girl walks, but I know tons of my friends do this. I know tons of people on the internet do it. Like, it's a thing for a reason, and it's just like really good for your mental space, and it's like a little bit of exercise to just like get you moving, get your blood flowing. Hunter and I typically go on a walk like right when he gets home every single day. I'm sure that will change once it's Texas summer and it's super, super hot. Like, there's no way. But as of now, it's been really, really fun to just, like, get to, like, go. And, like, that's when we catch up and talk and X, Y, Z. And then the last thing that we can do to pull ourselves out of a rut is we need to really evaluate and ask ourselves the question, what do I do that makes my day feel dull? Because, like I was saying, like, there'll be days where, like, I'm, like, at the end of the day and I'm, like, oh, my gosh. I just stared at my computer all day. Obviously, I'm working. I think it's important to point out here that I'm, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so unproductive. I'm literally working. So, it's not like I'm doing anything wrong. It's just now here in terms of pulling myself out of a rut. It's implementing little things that are going to make my day better because – the solution would be, okay, quit your job, have an unlimited amount of money, travel the world. Like, you're never going to be in a rut. Like, I completely agree, girly. But due to the circumstances, like, in a work day or as a student or whatever your, like, overarching circumstance is, it's what can we do to make my day better? What can I, what can I see in my routine or in my day that feels really dull And what's a small change or a small swap that I can do that will make it better? For example, I eat unhealthy during the day and it makes me feel gross. If that's like your thing or like maybe during the day, like you're like just maybe not making like super great food choices or just like neutral food choices. And just like I don't, my body doesn't feel great when I eat and I I want more energy. It's like, okay, well like then maybe swap it out and like find foods that give you energy or foods that are like fuel, right? Like today, um, I had like a salad, which is great. And then I also had like a Kit Kat from the Easter candy drawer. You know, it's all about balance. Like there's not like a healthy or unhealthy, like that is a hundred percent what works for you. But if part of your day in feeling dull is like that you don't have energy like me, I want to eat things and fuel my body with things that are going to make me feel good because, like, I'm eating anyway, you know? Or another example, personal example, is working from the couch. I have developed in the last week a really bad habit 
of working from my couch because I don't have a desk yet. And so then I have my dining room table, but I love, I've gotten hooked on watching video podcasts. It is literally my favorite thing ever. And a good handful of podcasts that I'm already subscribed to have video content. I just put that on the TV and I just work and it's it's super great for multitasking because I can see them on the TV and I'm watching their conversation happening, but it's like long form. Like I don't have to think about like really paying attention because it's still like a podcast and I'm just like doing my work. So then I'm sitting on the couch in front of the TV, once again, working, not a bad thing, but the place where I'm working sometimes doesn't make me feel great because all of a sudden I'm like, I have literally sat on the couch all day, super productive at work, but am I as productive as I could have been if I was not sitting in front of the TV or if I was like in a more structured chair with like a table in front of me and my laptop wasn't on my lap? Yes, that would be better. And that would probably make my day feel less dull if I moved. Another great example, staying on my phone super late at night. Sometimes I've been a lot better at it than I was in college, but I would just get on my phone and always I could just go for an hour, literally. And that's just simply costing me an hour of sleep is how I view it now. Um, and it's wasting my time because during the day, like when I, I'm like, I'll see enough. Like I don't need more content to look at and that's that's how you know I've like consumed a little bit too much content where like I just don't care anymore like if it's convenient like all I really do now is watch video podcasts or like I'll throw a YouTube video on the TV like in the background but like I am not sitting there watching a YouTube video ever like in my free time like I only scroll on TikTok I don't care about Instagram I don't use literally any other social media platform Besides, like, first she's going places, but, like, as a consumer, as, like, me, Taylor, I just don't care anymore. And so that's something that would make your day feel really, really dull if you're, like, wasting so much time when you're in bed, like, just scrolling when you could be doing something else. So there's a hundred examples of unhealthy habits or things that you're doing that are making your day more bleak. Like, maybe it's... you can put on a diffuser during the day to like make your apartment smell better or maybe it's the lighting or maybe once again it's you're, you're not changing and you're like just in your pajamas and it makes you feel gross maybe you should shower in the morning because like it'll I don't know like make you feel better like there's so many little tiny things that you can add like for example it's not a crazy concept for me to then choose okay I'm working on the couch right now I'm gonna get up and go sit at my dining room table that is a small change something so tiny that it's fully in my power to do that can change how my day goes and I bet you there's so many things in your life and in your day and in your routine where you can make a small change whether it's I'm in the car and I'm just listening to music now I'm gonna listen to a podcast because I really want to like be soaking something up in my brain right? Like there's small changes that you can make that are going to make your day sparkle a little bit better. <laughs> if that's like the right way to put it. I love, I love talking about like having your sparkle gold. I always joke about that with Hunter. That's just funny. Anyways, so there's little things that you can do that are going to make your rut feel a bit better. <clears throat> and ultimately, here's the deal. This is on you. I hate to say it. I hate to be that girl. But if you're in a rut, it's 100% on you. And if you want to pull yourself out of a rut, it's 100% on you. 
And if you want to maintain staying out of that rut, you guys get the drill. Right? I feel like sometimes we feel like these things just happen to us. And don't get me wrong. Life things happen. We can't control our circumstances. We can't control what other people do or what people say. or like All those things are out of our control. But that doesn't automatically put us into a rut. When I get into a rut, it's because I let myself be lazy or I let myself be sad or I let myself lay in bed longer than I need to or I let myself, like, I put myself in that cycle. No one else does. And normally it's not intentional. Normally it just happens. Normally it's because you're not being intentional about how you're spending your time or where you're spending your time or what you're doing or how you're treating your body. Like, Typically, it's the absence of attention, but we let ourselves get into these slumps and in these ruts, and it's only us who can get ourselves out of it, and that should be super exciting and freeing, and like, it should give you energy. It shouldn't be scary. I know it's kind of hard being like, I'm 100% in control, but that's just kind of nice. Like, at the end of the day, like, we really get a say on what our mental outlook on the day is. And if you want to just kind of be like, bleh, well then yeah, you can like live like that and have like a bleh kind of day. Or you can choose to have a really positive outlook on everything that happens to you and do these little tiny things throughout your day to anchor your day, to give you structure, to give you a foundation. I feel like a lot of times when people are in a rut, they feel kind of lost. They feel like they're kind of floating in space. That's been really easy for me to fall into since I've been post-grad where it's like, I have no anchors. Like my schedule is different. My job is different. I'm not a student anymore. I'm not near my family. I don't live with my friends. Of course, I live with Hunter. I'm just saying it's all different, right? And so it's easy when everything's changing to not, not intentionally switch over how you need to anchor yourself. And so this is your sign to prioritize your mental space as much as possible. So you're either listening to this episode from a few places, like I said at the beginning, you're either in a rut and you're like, click, yes, I need this, or you're out of a rut and you're like, okay, like I'm interested to see what she has to say, or like you're trying, you're like fighting to maintain the spot you're at. Either way, if you're prioritizing your mental space and you're going into every single day thinking like, I'm going to have really like positive thoughts today. I'm going to equip myself to have a good day. I'm going to take care of myself today. I don't think, I think sometimes the topic of mental health can like really cloud a lot of conversations and obviously everyone's mental health is super important and you need to handle it delicately. Over the last few years, like it's gotten a lot of attention, like kind of attention that it has deserved. There hasn't been enough conversation surrounding mental health. But what I'm saying here, I'm not talking about like handling your mental health. That's like a whole other, a whole other topic, a whole other issue. Like this isn't like a fix if you like need to go to therapy about something. This isn't like a substitution of if you need medicine or if you're struggling or if you have a diagnosis. Like I want to make myself very clear. I feel like Mental, every time people use the word mental, it all kind of gets jumbled into one big thing. What I'm saying is, is like, I am the sole person in charge of what goes on in my brain. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make it a really healthy place, right? And so I think that's the difference. And I, I really wanted to put that out there on both ends. I feel like sometimes the conversation surrounding mental health gets taken a little bit too far and like people 
are maybe taking away from, like, other people's, like, serious mental health issues. Like, for me, like, personally, um, I had a really, a really hard time over this past year I've talked about on the podcast with, like, navigating my mental health. But was I depressed? No. Was I, did I have, like, really severe anxiety? No. I just had, like, my own little mental health journey, but I don't think it would have been fair for me to, like, group myself in with people who are, like, really, really struggling. And so I just wanted to give that disclaimer that, like, I'm not a mental health expert and, like, I haven't experienced everything and I don't have all the answers, but this episode and everything I wrote down are, like, things that are really helpful for me in terms of just, like, getting in, like, a bad mental space or getting into, like, a lazy routine, things of that nature. Like, this is a little bit more shallow. This is a little bit lighter. We're not really deep diving into, like, the hard topics, but if that is something that you need, there's definitely tons of resources. Once again, I'm not an expert, but definitely, like, talk to your loved ones, like reach out. There's so many resources on mental health nowadays, which is such a blessing. And so I definitely recommend that you guys check those out. But I hope you guys loved this week's episode. This is kind of my first, like, I guess it's not my first topic-based episode, but it just felt like it. Like I was like, okay, like this is my first like kind of advice episode, but like bringing back like a fun topic of like self-help, you know, the vibes. And so I haven't done an episode like this in a long time. And so it kind of just felt good to get to, like, outline it and kind of give some advice to y'all. Um, I had fun doing it. I hope that you guys got anything out of this week's episode. As I do with every She's Going Places episode, I need to know all these things just as much as you do. And if you have any great ideas on how to pull yourself out of a rut, please, please, please send them to me. I'm willing to take all of the tips that y'all have if you guys have something that works really well for you. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a fan of She's Going Places or this is your first time listening to She's Going Places, I would absolutely love it if you could go down below and give us a review. A five-star review will seriously help She's Going Places grow. You can review on Apple Podcasts and now you can also review on Spotify. So even if you've reviewed on Apple Podcasts before, this is your sign to hop over to Spotify and also give us a review. That one, you don't even have to write anything. You just like hit the stars. So it's super, super easy. If you're not following us on Instagram or TikTok, it's at She's Going Places podcast on both. I've definitely been trying to post more content back on my grind, back on my social media era. I'm posting stories, posting videos, the whole shebang to help She's Going Places grow. If you love this week's episode, don't forget to send it to a friend. And I can't wait for us to chat next week. So let's go places together. Oh, 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 oh,